Amber. Hi, Megan. Hi, Michael. Hi. Hi, TJ. Oh, hey there. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Ah, shit, it's a full fucking house today. Yeah, it is. TJ, good to see you again, man. Haven't seen you since Almost Heroes. Oh, it's been a long time. Oh, man. Yeah, we're in for... Yeah. Yes. It's another one of those heroes like another <laughs> childhood <laughs> fair just we're, we're we're bringing up all the goody oldies if it's going to be this group of four i think yeah revisiting yeah. our past traumas uh is <laughs> what we're here to do comedic or otherwise <laughs> this one would be the otherwise what did we will subject megan to yeah i had not watched return to oz and now i have watched Return to Oz. Return to Oz. I was so excited to see it included in Disney Plus, and then even more excited to discover Megan had never seen it. And then, Mm -hmm. just in my heart of hearts, I knew as soon as I texted Michael, his response would be, yes, I saw it. Yes, I watched it multiple times. And yes, it was terrifying. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And this is important, like the context, right? Because this is the anticipated sequel to The Wizard of Oz with, you know, the the Judy Garland classic. And uh, that was uh, the only musical I ever really liked was The Wizard of Oz. And I watched that. It it was a show. It was a movie that came on TV. So like back in the 80s, that was how you experienced most movies. And I, you know, my parents sat me down and walked out of the room and let me watch Return to Oz because it was, you know, more singing and of happiness course. and <laughs> oh my god! And I was by myself and I watched this instead, and this is, explains a lot wow. of who I am today. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Did they come back and find you the way we find Dorothy after after she's been to Oz? <laughs> <laughs> Just unable to sleep. Okay. Did they consider, yeah, did they consider electroshock as a as a solution to to whatever was ailing you afterwards? I, you know, I really identified with this character because I went through her pain. No one would believe me until until I met you guys. You guys are my three plucky friends who um, we've gone on this quest together now, and I can people will believe me when I say I've seen Return to Oz, and it is the face of hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It is. It is a literal horror movie for children. Yeah. Yes, it is. Very much there's, so. There's no other... It, it is more faithful to the books than the original movie was. The, all the things these the, that are happening to Dorothy are happening to an actual child that they cast as a child. So that really just ups the stakes to begin with. And then they, they stick to the, the true mythology of, of Oz, it, including... Like the Tin Man is a Tin Man because he cut off his own leg, whoopsie doodle like, and then a witch enchanted him to just a keep a chopping. Yeah, yeah, that Yikes. that's brought up almost in like periphery, just in mm-hmm. passing. This is part well, of just, actually Dorothy's clear, talk. That was that was yeah, that was helpful for the doctor, the psychologist who was trying to understand what was going was, on with Dorothy. That was some important when background. she explains that. I think he learned a lot, and, <laughs> and that's and I think it's relevant. <laughs> oh my, it's worse than I thought. I thought this was going to be like a fantastical fantasy land. It's actually a horrifying nightmare scape. Mm-hmm. Yes, very but, much so. So we're getting the the real feel of of the books. Which are still intended for children, but it, I, okay, just it is a horror movie for children. Just that's what it is. It, it's it's terrifying. It terrified me. I, there are moments of this movie that I still like my sphincter clenches when I watch, <laughs> despite my adultness, it, at least in shape. But watching it as an adult, I can appreciate the horror. Like the horror is really well done. It's really freaking scary. And like mm. you know, I like scary movies now. Yeah. And this is like legit good scary movie like 
production. Like, yes, we'll, talk, we'll get into I the nuts the and bolts, but yeah, it's the stakes are high. The the, the victim is a child, and <laughs> uh, even her friends are fucking freakazoids. Terrifying <laughs> as shit. So upsetting. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, we'll like I said, we'll get into it, but it's just everything about it is absolutely terrifying. And I really, we just watched it. I loved it. It was fun and and exciting and. As a kid, though, I just peed my pants a lot. (laughs) Yeah, this is not a children's movie. I I genuinely enjoyed this very much. But the thought of watching this as a child or Michael, you know, subjecting to either, you know, either Sneha or Abby to this movie at this point in their tender young lives would be unthinkable. But wait, Mm. look look at where we, I mean, you you didn't watch this, Megan, but we've got three people who watched it who are, I I would say, a great examples of what humanity can be. Mm. And oh. and we all watch it as children. And so I actually argue Sneha, Abby, should see it as soon as possible. The sooner the better. Exactly. Mm. 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 First of all, I appreciate your humility. And <laughs> second of all, my child would not come in 100 feet of this movie. Okay, well, she technically was <laughs> sleeping Sorry, in her bed. I put her in a different room tonight that's further away from the TV yep. that I watched. She's like, why she could probably in this room, Daddy? It's like, because though. listen, listen, Daddy loves you. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> why am I wearing headphones to Bethy? <laughs> well, why are you strapping me down to a cot? No, no, no. It's, sorry. <laughs> Wait, it's sorry. Trauma. I, got, I, got, <laughs> I thought this I, is what you did with kids. I, it's not what you do. With, I know that now. I know, I know that, that now. You don't strap kids to beds. I learned it when <laughs> I was five, and now and I've unlearned it. But sometimes, <laughs> it just—it still seems like the natural choice to me. <laughs> um, can I do the the recap of the movie or the summary? Yes, or, please. Oh, please do. Unless anybody Love else this. wants to do it. Okay. Okay. So welcome to the Wizard of Oz: Return of Oz. Um, it's many years later from when Dorothy went to the the Wizard the, the Land of Oz with the yellow brick road and everything, and she's younger now because of reverse. She's like Benjamin Button, and so she was a teenager the first time she went, and now she's a little girl. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, Everyone thinks she's batshit crazy because all she talks about is Oz all the time. So, of course, they take her to um, the Mayo Clinic, I think is what it was, um, which happened to be down the road. Very professional. Wait, I have a question. Maybe she, this is like, I'm sorry to interject. I, I no, don't want to hear go that, for but, it. Go but for what it. if she actually was older, but we're seeing her self-perception and she is think thinks of she's actually an adult now and That's thinks she's a child. Ferris Bueller next level craziness. Yeah. Uh, let's put a pin in that because I think you're onto something. But um, <laughs> yeah, so she goes to this insane asylum uh, where they hook her up to uh, a machine that looks suspiciously like TikTok, who will be a friend later. Uh, and they are about to electrocute her when lightning strikes, and another girl uh, uh, unties her from her bed, and they run out where they instantly get swept up in a uh in a river and drowned to death but of course they don't really drown to death because they're really transported to the land of oz because that's how death works it might as well be death because oz is now hell <laughs> in every it, is a way. it is a hellscape they wake up in the no middle key. of the what the, the dead deadly desert is what they call it yeah. where if you touch it like hey remember that fun game where the floor is lava no for real like if you just step in the sand you turn you just turn to stone and die and it's gross um, so she just like plays hopscotch on some stones and goes to the Emerald City. Just kidding, it's a haunted roller derby uh, <laughs> full of um, uh, statues that have no heads and people who are very clearly uh, turned to stone 
It's just like going to Tira's Lean, which we'll talk about how this is also the Willow sequel before Willow was made. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, where she finds her first friend who is a is a, a like a fat dwarven robot who talks with his mustache. Uh, <laughs> who beats up the roller derby ghosts with uh, a lunch pail that they found on a tree. Don't worry about it. And then uh, he holds one of them that acts suspiciously like Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey was a thing uh, and beats the crap out of him until he refers to Mombi, who is Queen Bavmorda transported from when she accidentally messed up the ritual in Willow. This is the, this is the 13th dimension <laughs> of hell, which yes. she's wound up in. Mm. And she has learned to play the mandolin, which is great. And she collects people's heads because... Holy God, why? Fuck. Okay, this is where I might become incoherent because this is the scariest part of the movie where she instantly tells Dorothy, hey, welcome to my house. I'm going to wait till you're older and collect your head because you're not pretty enough for it now. And, and I want a plain head because all my other heads are so pretty. And she takes her to the hall of heads that look at you while you walk yeah. down the hall of heads. And replaces her own head in front of Dorothy. And Dorothy is, by the way, just chill. She's just Stone so chill cold. throughout Pretty the whole chill. movie. She's the only child who's seen this movie that was not terrified by it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she gets locked into a room where she meets um, her second friend. <laughs> Remember Scarecrow and how much fun he was and he would sing and dance and talk about brains? We got a fucking jack-o'-lantern <laughs> who's, who's all broken yeah. to bits. He's all broken to business, so she has to tie his arms back together. He's like, looks like he fell out of a 30-story building. And uh, they concoct this plan to save TikTok. By the way, the, the, the dwarven friend is named TikTok, uh, which, is, uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. apparently he was busy ruining a Trump rally. So he, uh, like was used up all of his energy doing that and, yes. and ran out of juice, which is why he couldn't save Dorothy earlier. And they concoct this crazy plan to bring a moose head to life and then fly to a mountain where they meet, um, the gnome King. And I, I skipped the part where all the heads come alive. Cause I just can't, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that later. Yeah, for sure. We'll dwell on that lovingly in a moment. I actually screamed and ran out of the room. My daughter woke up at the same time, and I was like, thank God, I love you, child, because now I don't have to watch this part again. Um, so they fly a dead moose <laughs> to a mountain yes. to talk to an old man in slippers, and it's revealed that the Gnome King was turning people into ornaments because every time he did that, he became more and more human, which he actually did, right? He was like a, yeah, uh, anthropomorphic rock and... Um, and uh, slowly was becoming more and more human until he was just an actor in makeup wearing ruby red slippers. Uh, big reveal. It's all Dorothy's fault that Oz has turned into this hellscape because she willy-nilly dropped her slippers on the way back home from the first movie. So it's like, hey, not only are you subjected to all this hell, it's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. Everyone's dead. It's a hellscape. And you did this to them. You ruined a magical civilization because you were just so excited to go home. She seems you reasonably take care of your magical artifact. She seems reasonably unconcerned. I, I she again, mm-hmm. again, not a big deal to her that this is her fault. I, <laughs> Stone cold. She says, I, I think she actually said that I am not responsible for this. But anyway, um, the solution to all of her problems turns out to be blind luck and eggs are poison. 
Yep. Somehow chicken eggs save the day and um and then everything's fine. Then she's a hero and comes back to Earth where she continues her psychosis unabated. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. She's actually learned her lesson. The girl in the mirror is like, shh, don't know. This is just for you. This is between us, Dorothy. This is Fight Club, Dorothy. Come so on. So she stops bringing Be her cool. aunt into her psychosis. That's, that is what this new trip taught her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. Read the fucking room. <laughs> read the room yeah it's just like people i mean kansas people in rural kansas just they're not thinking about fantastical lands right like they're they're just he's just trying to put the house in order it, it mm-hmm. the tornado destroyed the house and then your daughter's like there's a magic land where people it's like i don't have time for this i'm just gonna electrocute your brain okay that's that's what we gotta do here yeah i got i got i have real shit to do i cannot deal with your insomnia and psychosis right now yeah, and this is supposed to be 1890-something, and electricity... 1899. He was, yeah, remember, right. the, the doctor was right, like, right, we're right. about to enter a brand new century. Mm-hmm. The age of electricity. Yep. Let me put some through you. I'm going to put some in your brain, girl. I heard Edison did an experiment with an elephant. I don't know how it turned out, but I assume it's good. So I'm just going <laughs> to must be do the same I thing to the you. the elephant had some serious anxiety issues until Edison got a hold of it. <laughs> He's cured with the final cure. <laughs> Autopsy. That was a lovely description, Michael. Yes, it was. Thank you, Michael. Um. Amber, what did uh, Metacritic have to say about this movie? You know, um, the critics were horrified. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have a, a critical a critical score of 42. Uh, users gave it 79. Nice. Yeah, the meter, the critics is 52, and the audience is 71. I mean, this movie is disturbing. All of the reviews... It, this is, they are talking about a children's movie. I just want that this is very clearly intended to be a movie for children, even more so than the original Wizard of Oz, because they have an actual child cast in the role of Dorothy. She's 10, and this movie is rated PG. So, with so that in mind. fucking crazy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Dave Kerr of Reader. It's bleak, creepy, and occasionally terrifying. Studio pressure apparently forced Merck to back off from the full fury of his conception. <laughs> but this is still strong stuff. Wow. Uh, the, the only fully positive review? First of all, it has no music. That aside, it doesn't have any wit, joy, or drive. Children who haven't had the pleasure of seeing The Wizard of Oz might enjoy this film, but it will also frighten them. It's it, Even if they enjoy it, they're going to be mm-hmm. scared. <laughs> mm-hmm. There yes. are some fine Oscar-nominated special effects, but this, the excitement just isn't there. Somebody else complains about the missing songs, but there's no place for them here. No, there, there's no place <laughs> for joy. You, you do miss the songs, but there's clearly no place for them here. Best to see them as individual films with nothing in common apart from the source material. Yep. <laughs> Correct. Uh, everyone who grew up with a full range of the Oz books is deeply in Merck's debt. However, the framework surrounding Return to Oz is dark, and I suspect terribly frightening for very young children (laughs) (laughs) yes i would go because i'm going out on a limb but (laughs) kids are gonna be scared i'm just just guess but (laughs) this one is like i like this this one is like yeah the original oz was great and enchanted adults and children alike this one isn't likely to appeal to those people, and it may give them a good scare. 
Children are <laughs> mm-hmm. sure to be startled by the new film's bleakness. It is almost like a gutcha. It's yep. like it's like it's like somebody's punking uh, like the world, like yep. doing a sequel to a movie that was a joyous musical mm-hmm. and, and making it like a nightmare scape. That is a, a, a an impressive accomplishment. Yeah. Kids will probably enjoy portions of Return to Oz. That was the best that guy could say about it. Um, oh, Dorothy's friends are as weird as her enemies. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Uh, which is faithful to the original Oz books, but turns out not to be a virtue on film. Where the eerie has a tendency to remain eerie, no matter how often we're told it's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Gene Siskel says that Return to Oz is the kind of movie that encourages people to rent home videotapes of The Wizard of Oz and The Wiz. Like, <laughs> go, go back to something. <laughs> to like palate, palate, palate cleanse your soul. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> the makers of Return to Oz say that their rather bleak non-musical fantasy is more faithful to Mr. Baum's vision than The Wizard of Oz was. What's appropriate, however, isn't always what's right. All Miss Bulk can do is look <laughs> earnest and young. Miss Garland opened her mouth and out came Dorothy's soul. Hey! Don't compare a 10-year-old child to freaking Judy Garland. One thing that I feel like they're missing, because uh, all, these, all these are good and correct observations, but what they're missing is that like this is a really good horror movie. It's a really good horror movie. It it's a really good horror movie. Like, and it they're does... all like, it's charmless and joyless. What are you watching? It's, it's, it's amazingly... It was it is a horror movie. Mislabeled is mis is misgenre. You know, like it it just was put on the wrong part of the shelf in the video store. It should be in the back room behind all the beads. Uh-huh. But but there's good stuff back there. I mean, I mean, in my experience. Okay, wait. Oh boy. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go on, Michael. Well, Tell me well, more I'm about that. What I'm saying is like there's. Yeah, I thought this movie was gonna be just real janky. I thought it was. Good. I thought I was in for some sort of like. Stop motion, like weirdly done, upsetting. And I'm not going to say it wasn't upsetting, but like it was super well done and very interesting. And um, yeah, I mean, Jim Henson's son, Brian Henson, does um, the puppet work for uh, the pumpkin head Jack. Um, so like there are some really good people involved in making this look really good. And Therefore, really upsetting. Yep. I, if, if you didn't know Jack any better, you would think not... Tim Burton directed it. I mean, like it was like oh, yeah. that kind of yeah, yeah. level of creepy, and you know, maybe this is a pre, like a um, proto Burton kind of movie. I don't know. Yeah, why not? All right. So critics obviously wrong. They didn't get it. They mislabeled it. It's not supposed to be a magical children's movie. It's supposed to be a children's horror movie. Mm-hmm. Its own genre. Yep scare those children it's the dark crystal it is no it's it's, a little creepier so much scarier (laughs) oh for sure but it's in that like i'd put it in that john in that on that shelf gotcha yes Mm, yeah probably Mm -hmm. right does the labyrinth go on that shelf i think so yeah Uh, a little bit yeah I mean, it's a little bit, it's definitely more whimsical, but there's scary parts. I'm putting this on top of the shelf, though, is is what I'm saying. Like, this is is top shelf kids horror genre. You mean, like, so the kids can't reach it? (laughs) (laughs) If you've done your job as a parent, yes. (laughs) The Labyrinth is less, like, I feel like the Labyrinth is more of a teenage horror story. Like, yeah. it's it's a coming-of-age kind of thing. It's not actually designed for, like, kids as kids. It's it's a, it's a transitional movie. 
Mm, as you enter emerging film. adulthood i i recently it does have had head some, swapping by the way it does have it does have head swapping yes mm-hmm. but that's voluntary head swapping uh that's true they're all into it they're that all super right. it is it is uh what is enthusiastically consenting yeah, yeah head, head, swap, yeah. head swapping yep that is what's happening yeah no it, that that movie is disturbing and, and it definitely like it belongs in the same genre but it's it's for an emerging adult so yeah we done did it we'll make a list of children's horror movies and just to help people out all right critics wrong obviously we're right oh and they, we're gonna one other why. thing yeah yeah one other thing they missed is this movie's actually kind of funny i'm gonna go out there and say it i think <laughs> yeah i think the writers <laughs> knew that they were writing funny lines several times like there's a, a handful of lines that are not they're neither fun they're neither scary it's it's very self-aware hilarity hilarity happening I and agree I, if, if no critic yeah. mentioned that, then they are, they didn't even watch the same movie that I did. I mean, like, yeah, not, not in the ballpark. That's I doubt they did. I mean, granted, we are just reading the blurbs, but they're all saying bleak and joyless. If they were aware of the comedic gold mine that is this movie, I, I think they would have mentioned it. Co- comedy like lots and lots of screaming in the background, and then Dorothy asks, "Was that screaming?" <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> Comedy, like, who pointed this out? I think I'd like to take your head. You shall not. <laughs> I don't think you will. I believe that's you. right out, madam. <laughs> I shall not stand for it. Just very matter-of-fact handling of the situation. <laughs> like, in general. Peril. Yeah, yes. like, just broadly matter-of-fact, and that is funny. Yep. All right. Yes. All right. Critics Corner, we're done with you. Yep. We're on to the meat of the movie. I just want mm-hmm. to make that official. Yes. Perfect. Excellent. How, how, what what do people? Wh- where do you want to go? Where 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 do you want this journey to take us? Well, wow. to to hell. I mean, yeah, we got to we, we have to go. We have to go inwards. I think just like Dorothy realized, the correct time to retreat is never. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, the, the the build up to the to getting into Oz actually takes a while. I think Megan it even does. said at one point, "I was like, they're really building a world here, aren't they?" <laughs> Which I thought was really funny because everything is bad. Everything that was good is bad. And I think that's where some of the humor comes from, too, because um, what's her uncle is like an alcoholic now and has like a fake broken leg and he won't fix the house because the old house blew away in the storm. Right. Right. And Aunt Am is kind of like this taskmaster bitch. Like, I hate to use the word. She's just like really mean to Dorothy and like saying, I need you to work. Yeah. Pretty much. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, but I, like... I, I can't stand that you're not like she it seems like she's being nice. She's like she's like, you just haven't been sleeping that well and then it immediately is and I need you to work and you're like an unslept <laughs> an unslept daughter is useless to me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. I mean they're like they're on some like little house on the prairie kind of tip and like Aunt M's got a husband who's just like nursing this broken leg and you know this kid that's not sleeping so she's not helping so she's trying to survive I feel that I feel that they're dealing with the after they're dealing with the realities of what happened in the first movie like Mm -hmm. if your house gets taken up in a tornado you're Mm -hmm. really poor now like there's insurance back then wasn't a real thing like they were just they were fully fucked and and we and we have to sit with that you know sit with like we laughed and and thought it was a joyous thing she got to go this magical kingdom and now we realize there are repercussions to anything beautiful that happens. Something terrible happens at the same time. Kids. Lesson number one, children. If you go on a fun adventure, there are terrible consequences that follow. Yeah. 
Don't go on fun adventures. First lesson of the and movie. And First certainly don't movie. talk about it. Don't talk about it. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, if something magical happened mm-hmm. to you, I don't want to hear about it. I have shit to deal with right now. <laughs> we got crops. <laughs> hey, so Willow 2, <laughs> or the prequel to Willow. Hey, we got to focus on the, the goddamn crops because that's mm-hmm. everything. And we're going to lose the farm. Burgle Cut's around here somewhere. We didn't have time. We had to cut him from uh-huh. the movie, but he's around here somewhere. Yep. And um, so <laughs> the only solution is drunk uncle finds a, a, a newspaper Drunkle. clipping. Yeah, drunk uncle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I think Amber said he reads the same newspaper every night. Or is that TJ? <laughs> yeah. and that was TJ. It's just like one It's like, a tiny little strip. strip. I, just, like, like, I had this idea that he's like practicing reading with this like <laughs> tiny like, like, bro, like, like ripped out idea. section of a newspaper. <laughs> I thought he was paper macheing something. I mean, that's like how big the strip uh, was. Like, Yep. <laughs> Um, anyway, he reads like electric therapy and like, this is his great idea to fix Dorothy. So Anne Anne takes her in a carriage all the way to further than she's ever been from her mm-hmm. home and make a point of saying, I've never been outside Franklin, which I guess she lives in Franklin, Kansas or whatever. To be clear, she's been to fucking Oz. So it doesn't, it's like such a which weird. Which is weird. Yeah, like, uh-huh. just, oh, we're is she like really the... trying to pretend now that she's never been to Oz so that she doesn't yeah. have to get her brain shocked? Like, she's no, like, she had oh, a I've real honest moment. She's she's having an honest yeah. moment where uh, like her psychosis is like turned off for a moment I think because yeah. oh that's that's actually an important moment I didn't think about it mm-hmm. that way yeah she's revealing herself there because this is all a big put on by Dorothy which we'll get yep. to which I just want to say so Dorothy's played by Fruza Bulk right and then of Waterboy um, fame that's how everyone remembers her obviously I remember her from the craft because I'm a woman <laughs> right 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 um. And when we get to the electroshock therapy, just as in um, the Wizard of Oz, you know, you've got these people who cross the boundary into from one world to the next. And you've got the nurse um, who is also Princess Mombi is Jean Marsh, who is also Michael. Bavmorda. Exactly. Oh, yeah. No, we've, we've already covered that. Bavmorda, yes. this is this is the 13th circle of hell mm-hmm. dimension. Yep. Right. Right. And which is I Kansas. Believe, and which then, is Kansas, yes. Then Oz. <laughs> yeah. And she was wearing, as a nurse, she was wearing the biggest um, shoulder pads that were like, I don't know, at least like 12 inches sticking up straight oh, yeah. up from her arms. And um, I think it was Amber who said, oh, yeah, the spikier the shoulders, the nicer the person. <laughs> yeah, I believe that that nurse is going to be the best nurse. She got them. Is they designed it? They designed the Daedric armor in Skyrim based off of that outfit. Yes, That's how uh-huh. yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so they shutter Dorothy into the insane asylum. Well, after she has an interview with the doctor, which is hilarious. Oh my god! Uh-huh. She's just sitting there, you know, her hands are on her lap, and she's sitting up nice and straight, and she's telling, and the doctor's asking her questions, like, "Oh, so what's this Oz land like?" And she's like. He's like, it was this tin man you were speaking of. He's like, oh, yeah, he chopped his own leg off. <laughs> and uh, a witch enchanted him. And, and then I have these ruby slippers. And I clap. And she sounds like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> she has lost her goddamn mind. And, and, of course, the doctor later is the same guy who is the gnome king. Like, people switch into the universe, right? Right. Um, uh, she, she goes to her room in the insane asylum and combs a pumpkin. Yes, she which, comes up. Fucking nuts, which I don't remember is it when I watched as a child. That 
scared me a lot as watching uh-huh. it as an adult because she's just she's like not okay <laughs> that is that is actually the craziest thing she does in the whole movie because it's not yes. there's nothing magical happening in the scene it's literally it's just like a pumpkin in a room and she just decides to comb it's not hair yeah. <laughs> by herself there's not even she's not even displaying this to anyone no. it doesn't make any it's just weird it's just alone with a jack-o'-lantern <laughs> well obviously i'll comb its hair sure dorothy Cool. So they come to her in the middle of the night, and the crazy lady in the Daedric armor asks her to lay down on a cot. That's where the wheelers come in, because you do hear this horrible screeching sound, which is also like part of the nightmare fuel of this movie. This is the the you know the calls coming down the hallways later, but for now it's these scary men strapping her into this cot and wheeling her down this very narrow hallway. I don't know how they all fit in this hallway, but to the to the electrolysis room, and it's like dark and the lights are all you know fading in and out and there's a storm and it's just and they've strapped her to the gurney right to the gurney yeah yeah that conversation yeah what happens when they strap her to the gurney yeah it's it's fantastic it's why are you strapping me in well so you don't fall off well i i rode a wagon all the way here and i i didn't fall off once Silence. In scene. <laughs> yes. scene. <laughs> Always got some shit to say, don't you, kid? <laughs> yep. I'm surprised they didn't gag her at that point. Like, what the hell? She's and, being and, so reasonable. And then when she when she gets back when she gets in to see the doctor on this gurney, tied to this gurney, he asks how she's doing. Hi, Dorothy. How are you? And what does she say? She says, "I wish I wasn't tied to this gurney." <laughs> Just like, like with that, with that intonation, like it's just like, well, I wish, well, you know, I'm a little bit cold. Uh, I could, I could use a drink of water. I wish I wasn't tied to this gurney. I wish George hadn't stabbed me before I came in, but you know, what's she gonna do? She is disturbingly detached from every bad thing that happens in this whole movie, right? Like. Mm When the chicken starts talking in a little bit, like she's like, oh, cool, talking chicken. Yep. Yeah, it takes her an entire conversation for her to be like, huh, when did you start talking? <laughs> I what I What I appreciate about Dorothy, and I think the chicken scene is actually important to this, is she doesn't jump to conclusions. She's like, she's like talking chicken, could be Oz, not sure yet. And then they see the death, the death desert. And she's like, OK, this is probably like now I'm, I'm willing to like say probably Oz. And there's yeah. a couple of there's a couple of moments like that where she's willing to withhold judgment. And I think that's something that kids can learn from this movie. It's sort of like not <laughs> you see a little bit of data. That's not quite enough. And there's a there's a scene where she's talking to Tick, yeah, like where she meets TikTok and he's and it says on him that he can live for a thousand years, operate for a thousand years. And the chicken immediately is like, I don't think that's possible. And Dorothy says, you know, let's keep an open mind. It's possible. Like, I think, you know, and I think that's there's something interesting there. And I think it's part of why she succeeds. Is the open-mindedness. Yeah. But. Yeah, you make that's a good point. point. That's a great point, actually, yeah. And I also think that if she was fully realizing what was happening to her, she would not stop screaming the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that would be hard to watch. That's true. That, she put actually, her mind to I would watch. That would be a totally interesting <laughs> cut of the film. Just like what a kid actually would do. <laughs> She loses her voice 45 minutes in. Yep. And then it's just like dry screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so TikTok is this machine that she can wind up and she can wind up his thinking, his talking, and his action, which very much sounds like a D&D thing to me, by the way. It's like 
what is his action? What is his thinking? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The um person who uh was a uh, TikTok um was Michael Sundin and he is a gymnast and the entire time he's operating TikTok, he's on his walking on his hands and his body is in the body of TikTok. Oh my god. But, what? what? Awesome. What? That adds what this hell? whole other level of unsettling creepiness to it. He went upstairs? He couldn't see? What the fuck? Oh my god. Was he the first Why? person they hired for that? Or like the 17th because the first like 16 yeah. got horribly injured <laughs> trying to play but, that Okay, question. Now this, is a, this is important because where the hell is his head? Because TikTok didn't have like a balls area. He didn't have like a crotch. Yeah. He, just had, he was just kind of flat down there. They had a lot yeah. of upshots of TikTok. I wasn't checking out his junk. Okay, I was sure. checking out his junk. But he didn't have any junk to check out is my point. And so he what I'm wondering a, is, where did the guy put his head sphere. when he was Yeah, he had a big round belly. I guess the guy had pretty long arms. Must be. Yeah. Longer than his legs, apparently? I don't understand. I guess his legs must have been curled up with his head. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, at that point, yeah. why wouldn't he just stand upright? Holy because I don't shit. know. You know what I'm saying? I, was this a horror movie for the actors too? Like, was it just like <laughs> realism? Like, it's like each person had to to play the role. We did something totally unnecessary, and they, they... and never explained to them why we had to do it. Yeah, <laughs> every time I heard Fruzabalk scream, it sounded genuine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. They held up a real severed head every time just to get the real. <laughs> we need the really real scream here. Honestly, yep. as soon as the Wheelers came out, even if you were expecting them, no, just. No, it's she crosses very matter of factly is explaining to her now talking hen. Oh, this is probably the deadly desert if we are in Oz. Don't worry, we'll just walk on these stones because if we touch the sand, we will turn into sand ourselves and die. Meanwhile, the stones themselves are spying on them. We haven't talked about this yet. So the Gnome King has these spies out there, which are really well done. Yeah, that's animations. They 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 cut. So like they'll they'll report to the gnome king and they'll cut to this animation where they're in hell. There's this fiery background, and yes. these faces have a lot of character and personality. So much character. As they like they're these groveling stone gnome spies, I guess. And yeah. whoa, it's like gro- groveling gravel, <gasps> right? Oh, yeah, it's like, you know, they're it's groveling, rock, but it's grovel. It's whoa, they're, they're whoa. groveling. And so they're reporting on the status. And throughout the whole movie, they're reporting specifically on the chicken. So you know that the chicken is important for some reason, although it's still never really quite explained, but don't worry about it. Um, and well, you, so th- you didn't major in gnome physiology in, in college, obviously. I mean, it's, this is like le- lesson number one. Don't feed, don't feed your gnomes eggs. That's mm-hmm. They're more lesson. waffle people for breakfast, apparently. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they're pretty terrifying too, because they're you know they're speaking like, "Yes, my dark lord, we are in hell." And I'm telling you, there's a little girl, <laughs> you know, like she has a chicken. She has a chicken. Yeah. Was the, the the when you're talking about the facial expressions, it's so it's it's kind of it's like claymation animation. The 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 faces are moving around on a wall that's backlit by Hades fire, and he reports that there's a girl, and then the face sort of does this reticence look, like. Mm. Oh, I have more to say, but I know he's going to be mad about it. And it just fucking works. You know, you can tell from the facial expression they're animating that he's like, ah, fuck. Yeah. And then sure enough, the Gnome King says, what else? And she has a chicken. And then then you can see him like, you know, like, oh, no. I'm sorry. Don't kill me. I hate giving him bad news. 
And so the animation is superbly done, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. They, they crushed it, um, especially yeah, given simple, the times. But, I mean, this, is yeah. what, this came out in 1983 or something? I mean, this 85, is... 85, yeah. Yeah, so I think ex- expertly done for, for the time. Yeah, absolutely. But she's she's excited to be back in Oz. Except. Until, until she sees the yellow brick road and it's all fucked oh, up. She's like, oh, all... no. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And then she runs all the way to the Emerald City. Pretty short Which, trip. Yeah, five minutes. Ooh, if, yeah. You, if you don't sing on your way to the Emerald City... It, it cuts down the time drastically. It's yeah. it's like it's like a ten minute it's like a ten minute walk max. <laughs> yep. yeah, you could see the, the munchkins from the Emerald City. It just they never showed that in the old movie. You just like hey, just wave. Hey, bye. Yep. yep. It was the dance numbers that really fucked things up because you're you're mm-hmm. it seems like you're making progress, but really you're just sort of going in circles and backwards and yeah. up and down things. So yeah, fucked up Yellow Brick Road, Emerald City. Just as fucked up, as you said, filled with statues, some of them missing heads. She makes the very fast connection. These aren't statues. These were living people that are now stone. Which she says matter of factly. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, she's yeah. Just like, yeah, that happens, I guess. Uh, they're all stone. And then she even sees the headless statues. She's like, huh, wonder what happened to their heads. Guess they lost them. And you know what Belina, the, the dry, uh, wisecracking chicken says? She says... Oh, that was careless of them. No, she's not Moving wrong. on. Moving on. <laughs> she's not they're, they're goddamn dead. wrong. And there's no and reason that if they ever get reanimated, they should be alive. Let's just no, put that out true. there. Yeah, they they those should are, be dead. Those their, are heads are, their heads are on display in Mombi's castle. There's, there's mm-hmm. no teleportation. In the ruins, we see graffiti telling you to beware the wheelers. I'm sure that won't come up later. And then it it really does. It really it really it really does. It really it's it's oh god. It's men in in colorful suits with super long legs and arms that end mm-hmm. in squeaky wheels, and they're wearing these helmets on the top of their head that are just horrifying faces. If you've just, been to if you've been to Burning Man, it's like ninety percent Burning Man, but then ten percent scary. It's yes, sort of like it's sort of like they're wearing like the kind of outfit you might wear. And they're and they're rolling around on things, and that's those are consistent. But then they're screaming insane things, and their limbs are just way too long, way too long, and their wheels Wrong are squeaking uh, like so too much, squeaking a Large, lot, squeaky wheels, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Laughing, and then the laughter, the laughter, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, like some kind of cross between fucking very good Pennywise and Kefka from Final Fantasy VI, and absolutely, like, and like a pack of hyenas, and a pack of hyenas about is, to make a kill, which is a ten-year-old girl in this this scenario, which is a ten-year-old yes. girl is subjected yeah. to this. A bunch of scary men in wheels are coming to drag her away to the deadly desert, where they say we'll cut you to bits mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. throw you in the deadly desert, which is redundant. Very it redundant. Is. Yeah, yeah, at that point, you're already torn to pieces. But maybe in Oz, the pieces stay alive. We do have headless women. So. And they're laughing as they say this. That's oh, yeah. Terrifying. Giggling maniacally. That, that is really where it becomes not, a, I mean, like, so clearly not a kid's movie. Like, yep. just too, you, got, you went too far. Yep. That's, they could say we're going to put you in a, a prison cell for a week. That's, yeah, we'll that's kids' you, movie. We'll take you to the evil king. No, it's it's we're gonna actively murder you, and they have her cornered in an alleyway, and so they slowly advance on her because they know they have her, and they want to draw out the terror of yeah. the moment. But luckily, she found a key back on the farm, and there's a door in the wall, and then she's in, and then she finds TikTok, which is great. Mm-hmm. As all as all teenage uh, preteens are finding these days, they're finding TikTok and it's changing their life for the better. <laughs> exactly. And our um, lives. Opened that's up my a second whole TikTok joke. I'll stop now. But can we talk about PG ratings just for a second? It's amazing. Uh-huh. I think that you guys might have covered this before, but it's amazing. They don't say a single curse word in the movie. So nope. PG. 
Mm-mm. But you can say, I'm going to cut you up and throw you in the deadly desert. Yep. PG? Fine. And PG. you're a kid. And you're a kid. And you're a kid. And, you're and a also, child. you're a little kid. You're a little yeah. girl. And well, mm-hmm. then I just. Yep. Yes. There's no, no blood, no gore. No boobs. But, but yeah, no, you can. There have... was a butt. There was a butt. There was a naked butt on one of those stone people oh. um, that I noticed this time because I'm an adult now. Uh, beaded room. Anyway, uh, uh-huh, where uh-huh. The, where before TikTok fights them, there's there's someone who is going to be brought back to life eventually and be butt naked. Which yep, I want to nice. know what's going on in the Emerald City when but, things are yeah. going down. Like yeah. people, those those women were dancing in a circle, like all like actually, and that's yeah. that, that is Greek like, hedonism is like what it looks like, you know. Did they all get turned to stone simultaneously, or were people partying after other people had already been turned to stone? important because who wrote yeah. beware the wheelers did the wheelers hype themselves somebody said that yeah amber mentioned that right like yeah. yeah somebody had to scroll that like did i really i wonder if they all got turned to stone at the same instant i guess probably it'd be probably. really inappropriate well how'd they if you get the, ruby how, slippers wait no no but how'd she get the heads off of the women and they got turned to stone i don't and also they said that um the scarecrow hid tiktok in that room so he wasn't captured right at the same time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, the the heads I think I can explain because I think she removed them after they were turned to stone, and then she used the life powder on them oh, to, to, to bring to them back to life. To yeah. I think that's why she Got had it. the life powder. That would make sense. With. They actually do a good job of explaining a lot of these little details. It's true. Um, like even uh, later, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but Mombi asked the Gnome King, "Why are you doing this game with her?" And he says, "Well, it's more fun, you know." But like. <laughs> But that's an explanation, right? Yeah. Like that, that reveals something about his character, whereas like it would be totally random for him to do this. Right. And every and every like James Bond movie where they're like slowly killing the person and it's like and, and it doesn't make any. And then they give them their they tell them their plan. You know, none of that really makes sense. Um, but in this, it's like he just explains like, oh, that's just who I am. I, I like to have a little fun here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I, to torture I, people and make them think that there's hope. The, the, it's things are really well explained because they they seem conscious of potential non sequiturs and so they want to like make it real because that's more terrifying. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's my understanding. So anyway, I, I I bounced around a little bit there, but the the PG rating thing is always what kills me. Like yeah. what we value in this country, nudity and curse words are so bad, but yeah. gory violence have at it, everybody. God bless America. Yeah, <laughs> and and for PG, you can get away with having a whole way of I don't know twenty headless women. Oh, at no. least thirty one. At Bodiless least thirty one. You're right. Yes, just looking heads. at you, screaming at you, screaming. all aware, capable of screaming. Uh, yeah so so I, I don't know why i'm insisting that we go through this scene by scene after she awakens tiktok using his helpful instructions he takes her lunch pail and then they go out and he cuts through the wheelers like an english teacher cutting through confidence yeah he and, kicks their ass uh-huh. comically this is another comedy moment because all he does is spin and they just like run at him with their heads and get hit by the lunch pail like that's mm-hmm. funny that's they're hilarious. not very smart. They're not very smart at all. And as scary as they are, they're defeated pretty easily. Yeah, I needed to see that scene because the wheelers scared the living shit out of me. I Okay, how do the wheelers eat? Like, I, There's a lot of questions <laughs> about the wheelers. Like, like the practical issues of being a wheeler seem really like hard to parse. I don't even are the wheels attached to them permanently? Are they are they like not like it's something they put on in the morning? Um, how do they shower? Like, what is what does it mean like to be? Anyways, I want to watch that movie. Where like, are the, the women wheelers? Wheeler. That's what I want to know. Where are the lady wheelers? Yeah, 
It's hard that's to say, true. Man. That's true. And even how do, how do they give birth? Do they have wheels when they give birth? Are the wheels smaller? And then they grow with them? Do they have training, like wheels, training wheels when they're wheels? little? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, they, they interrogate one of the wheelers that they catch, who, again, is just over... This I need to find out who this actor is, because he is amazing. He is overacting mm-hmm. and giggling and, like, really delivering his lines perfectly and terrifyingly. Um, but he spills the beans that the Gnome King destroyed everything and that Mombi is the only one who knows where the Scarecrow is. So Dorothy goes straight to Mombi, which is a great idea. Just walk just right into the lion's right. den. Just she's probably fine and trustful. Yeah. And um, that I mean, just the that actor is Pons Mar, who's the lead wheeler, and he was also the nurse's assistant when we were back in reality. Yeah, with the squeaky wheeled gurney, of course. Yes, mm-hmm. totally, totally, makes totally. sense. Yeah, Pons Mar is his name. P O N S M A A R. That is a fucking cool Bonsma. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he a good. DJ now or something like, like <laughs> DJ like Ponsmar? DJ Ponsmar, I think would be a. I would go to his concert. It would be scary as hell, but I would go there. He'd just be laughing the entire time over all the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna die now. Did she go in? ever watched dinosaurs when you yeah. were little oh, yes. yes oh yeah he was a bunch of in-suit performers oh my um, god okay. in yes. dinosaurs the tv show great yes. now you've now you've ruined dinosaurs for me <laughs> <laughs> that show is also not a kid's show even though it's you know no. i mean that, that's no. a, especially no. the end of that show is oh is yeah one of the darkest especially the end of that show of a tv show ever that was oh, I actually don't remember that. Away. Did they get hit by the meteor? Is that what happened? They do. They, they no, no. The winter they is coming. They do it to themselves. Oh, that's right. Did that they really? Right. They create their own environmental disaster. It like starts with pesticides that kill off a bunch of things, and then essentially like they 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 create global warming, and so all of them are gonna die. And then they decide to explode a volcano to fill the sky with ash to cool things off, which causes a nuclear winter. I, I think this is what happens. It's it's at least close to this. And then the last shot of the show is just the snow coming down for forever, and it just pans away from the window as they all look at their like inevitable doom. Gotta love me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That is the end of dinosaurs. It is, and and there's like really bleak, sad music playing. Like it's like it's like a hundred percent clear what they're saying, which is they're going to die in in a winter, in like in an infinite winter. Mm-hmm. And they did it quiet, to themselves. Kind of a quiet moment with our podcast listeners. Hey, beloved podcast listeners, you need to watch Return to Oz because it's great. You also need to watch the dinosaurs, apparently, because this is <laughs> some next level shit. And very relevant yeah. to our time. Like, <laughs> yes. just, like well, yeah, they, they were they were on top. That was like 1990. I mean, mm-hmm. Al Gore hadn't even said anything about this stuff yet. And dinosaurs is already. Al Gore us. was just a twinkle in our eyes in 1990. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly, but the fucking dinosaur showrunners were like, "We're gonna go out with a message. Y'all are killing yourselves." Mm-hmm. Peace. Peace. <laughs> I have one more Ponsmar um, detail please. I'd like to share. Thank you. Yes, more. Please. Which is he's the voice of the Noid in the Domino's commercials. Oh wow! And, and I think they based it on him. Like it's a caricature of him. Is the Noid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? What happened to him? Why isn't he famous? I think we went on. I think you can call that a tangent. We went on just a little bit, a little, but a beautiful one. Uh, crucial, actually. Crucial I, tangent. These connections this is, this are is meaningful. Us. 
really trying not to talk about Princess Mopi. <laughs> We'd much rather talk about the dinosaurs. It's. I think she's she's in the main palace, which is gorgeous. It's all mirrors gorgeous. and shiny mirrors. things and whatever. And so Dorothy just like fucking walks up with her chicken and her TikTok man to Mombi, who's wearing this fucking ensemble, this resplendent red and purple gown with this metal piece in the back that like literally makes metallic rustling sounds. Well, you know where she got that costume? She got that from the Skeksis from fucking Dark Absolutely. Christmas. Yes. That's Absolutely. where she got that costume. Yeah. Yes. very Skeksified. Yeah. The whole time she's playing the mandolin, not even looking up until they're about three feet from her. And then Dorothy just like curtsies. What's up, Princess Mombi? Um, we're looking for the scarecrow? Hey. Yeah, life lesson number two. Polite. She's exceedingly excruciatingly polite. polite. Yes. Yeah, to everybody. She curtsies before royalty every single time she talks to them. She uses the proper titles, princess, your majesty. She's she is she's in it to do it properly. I don't know if that's a good or bad lesson for children. I I, I, I'm, I think either. it's a mixed lesson. I think if if there's a illegitimate king who is already toying with you and probably gonna murder with murder you. It's like, do you want to keep being polite to them? Or is that, I don't know. There's something about that that's like, you know, like maybe a little upsetting, but. To be fair, as a child, what power does she have, right? She doesn't have any ruby slippers. She only has this cadre of weirdos that are on her side. She... And, bl- and blind luck. Like, just and blind unbelievable luck. luck. Unbelievable. It's it's not fate. It's not karma. It's pure coincidence. It's just, yeah, just. And so what does she have? She has, she tries to persuade her way out of problems. She tries to use her, uh, what charm she has, Mm -hmm, what, mm -hmm. you know, some kind of semblance of civilization. And, you know, in this insane world, She's the only person who's trying to have like an adult conversation about <laughs> <Yes>. what's happening. <laughs> no, she she has a sense of justice that the rest of the world simply does not. Yep. And so when a woman drags her into a hall filled with severed heads, gets almost no reaction out of this child, and then says, I'm going to change into something more appropriate, removes the head she's currently wearing, places it on a pedestal, selects another head, puts it on with an audible clicking sound. <laughs> And then is like, what was it you wanted again? Never mind. I'm too busy looking at your face and thinking about harvesting it when it gets older. Yes. Yes, I think I will. You're not beautiful. You're kind of pretty. But you have a certain something that I just don't have in the rest of my heads. And what Yikes. I feel like after we were talking about it, we, we, were dis- we were determining what that certain something was. And I think TJ and Michael hit on it perfectly. Uh, what did we say? Did I said something smart. <laughs> you said something hilarious. I, th- I think we we decided it was. I think Megan said this. It's it's, it's like her. It's her. It's her cashware. It's something to wear at home. And I. Oh I think, yes. And I, oh. I I thought of it sort of as her Crocs. And I think you said it was sort of her sweatpants. I said, head. I said it's, you're gonna be. It's as if she said you're gonna be the sweatpants of my neck. Is what I said. Exactly. <laughs> I forgot already. Like it's it's when I'm just gonna hang out around the house playing the mandolin for me. You know, like I'm not expecting to entertain. So I'm going to throw you in the attic for a few years. So you're ready to harvest. Dorothy's response? Well, no, you won't. I don't think I want that for myself. (laughs) I have other plans, actually, but thank you for the offer. (laughs) TikTok would come to her rescue, but he uh, wasn't wound recently, which is a recurring problem. This kid does not know how to play with her new toy very well. But in in a great turn of script writing, 
that turns out to be a false uh, a false uh, angle at the false end. Flag, yeah, he false flag, yeah. He pretends that he has an unwound so that he can cl- uh, collaborate with her, conspire And with her. there's enough evidence of her forgetting to do that prior that it's... Um, they believe it. They believe it's a good it, device. Yeah. It's very true. So this yep. could be Dorothy being a genius, actually. She could be mm-hmm. just on a next level genius. Like. Exactly. Well, she seems to have this but it is... determined <laughs> idea, like, I'm going to be fine. Like, she's never really scared about anything. No. I mean, exactly. Because even as she's, this woman has just shown her many severed heads, said, I'm going to take your head, and is now dragging her past her defender who can no longer move to help her. And he's like, I'm super sorry. And then he explains why he can't help her. I'm sorry. We must not have wound my action recently, so I can't move. And her <laughs> response is, it's all right. It can't be helped, TikTok. <laughs> it can't be helped. <laughs> it, it's that is, Dorothy's that, battle cry in this movie. Yes, it can't is, be helped. That is my favorite. I actually, I, I want to adopt that as like my motto. Like, I think it's like, eh, can't be helped. What, what are you going to do? You know, it's, 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 it's the PG it, version of shit happens is what it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the polite Kansas version of shit happens. And she's just fine. So she gets locked in this room uh, and she's looking around as dusty and there's you know broken furniture everywhere. And uh, then a, a fucking jack-o'-lantern starts talking to her because that's mm-hmm. normal and great. And she's not scared of that either. But it turns out to be good that she's not scared of it because this is an ally and waiting. Uh, Except that it, for me, the most disturbing thing comes out of that jack-o'-lantern's mouth, which yes. is he asks Dorothy if he can call her mom. And then he does for the rest of the movie. And, and the way the way he says it is so it's like it is. he get, he says, "Dorothy, may I call you mom, even if it isn't so." Which is <laughs> 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 just, just like, he's just such a lost soul. He misses his mommy. Yeah, his real mom. We find out later was Ozma, who is um, a spirit that's been trapped that needs to be freed. That we kind of don't know much about until the end of the movie, but. Um, and apparently when she built him, she did it in a fucking hurry because he's oh, all strewn he about. Janky. He's a bunch of sticks tied together. For some reason, he yeah. had to be eight feet tall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like a carved jack-o'-lantern stuck on the top of a stick. Yeah. That like literally just, and he, he's worried that his head is rotting from the inside. That's like his first question to Dorothy is, can you check to see how much my head is rotting? Yeah. Hi, how are you doing? Come inspect my head. <laughs> yep. I'm Which afraid a... I'll rot away before I get to see much of the world. Yes. <laughs> Which is a wild thing for what him a... to be self-cognizant of. What and... a dark, what a dark what? thing to be thinking in that. How long has he been up there worried like, with that thought as his only thought? And also, the world is horrible, by the way, by the way, Jack. Yeah, like, stay it's in It's not going to get better. Stay like, in this there. Is, you have a, like a horsey to ride in here, I think. It's probably too small for him because he's so giant. But there's like, there like toys up there. It's not a terrible place. It's not so bad. It's it's in the real world. This is Dorothy talking to another insane asylum patient. You know, absolutely. This is mm-hmm. like she's you mean, she's trying to feed somebody in another room in the insane asylum. You mean one of the damaged ones that they kept in the basement? Who yeah. wasn't screaming? He wasn't. That screaming. was not what the, sc- the yeah the the little girl who saves her. Dorothy's like, what is that screaming? She's like, well, that's the damaged ones that they keep locked in the basement. Another matter of fact response, right? Like just you know, uh-huh. the damaged oh, okay. ones. Okay. Okay, let's run now. Yeah. Um, Off we pop. The <laughs> Another great matter-of-fact line uh, is, or actually almost just dialogue between both of Dor- Dorothy and Jack is, 
Uh, she says, how did he, how did she get all those heads? And, and Jack says, did you see all those headless women in Emerald City? And Dorothy says, yes. And he says, well, that's where she got them. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's just straightforward dialogue. That's people exchanging information without much flowery anything. Just these are the facts, and let's move well, on. Well, and it's good writing, right? Because it, it propels the plot forward. There's not there's not any wasted dialogue in this movie that I can think of. It's it's all absolutely not. Like we're 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 pushing forward with this. This night we have to get to our next horror. <laughs> yes. um, so they concoct this plan uh, to sneak out because Jack has long arms and he can unlock the door. Uh, wind TikTok, bring TikTok upstairs so that they can steal this life powder, which is kept inside uh, the case of the original head, head thirty one, I believe, mm-hmm. um, which is how Jack was brought to life. He had this powder sprinkled on him and. So they're going to make a flying gump, uh, and that's how they're going to escape. I I, think, I love that I it's think called a gump, is, by the way. Oh, sorry, oh yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. It's 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 a moose. Just for for for, it's a for moose. listeners, it's, it's a goddamn it's, it's a moose. moose's head. I don't think, but I guess when a moose can talk, it's a gump. It becomes a gump the moment it mm-hmm. says words, which seems actually fair to. So what does a chicken become? Calling those two different things seems fair to me, actually. A like, clarkin. Like a talking moose and a moose a are clarkin. different things. <laughs> it's also green. It is green. Is, I thought greenish, it was just like kind of molded. Tint. I just assumed um, that it was like old. Algae. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was like an Emerald City. Oh, yeah, it's a little bit of that. Okay, that's fair. So Dorothy has to sneak into where Princess Mumbai is sleeping and remove a ruby key from her wrist, which is tied like with some delicate like velvet strings or something. To her, to her headless body. She, to she her has, headless body. For some reason, sleeps without a head nearby at all. Which she sleeps yes. headless. Seems, it's like almost again, like sleeping with your glasses, like down down a spiral staircase and like really far away from you. <laughs> sort of like, well, it, what if you have to wake up and do something? This is not... <laughs> Mommy waking up in the middle of the night to have to take a piss must be the most comical <laughs> thing in the world. Just She must be pinballing down that mirror hallway until she finds a urn or something. Um, she, she's also snoring, which you guys commented on a lot about how this snore, uh, is funny because she doesn't have a head, but at the same time, it doesn't sound like a normal person's snore. It does sound like her esophagus is like clenching and unclenching. It's it a does. really ghastly it snore. It definitely does. Dorothy takes the key down the hallway. All the heads are sleeping, which is also really scary. Um, and she opens thir- number 31, but a little bit too loudly because all of a sudden the eyes flash open. She snatches the powder and runs down the hallway, and I can't talk about it anymore. I can't. Well, um, it's it's pretty straightforward stuff. Mombi's original head, as soon as it wakes up, just starts shouting in a terrible voice, Dorothy Gale! And then all the other heads wake up and start shrieking. All of them. While she's running past them, they're screaming at her mm-hmm. with their eyes wide open and their severed heads. Mm-hmm, this movie's mm-hmm, rated PG. Mm-hmm. And oh then Mombi's headless body God. comes lurching up out of the bed and starts trying to get her. Yeah. And possibly <laughs> take a piss. We don't know. It's <laughs> yeah, late. Probably both. Uh, it's not okay. So she it's... runs up to where they're assembling the gump, but TikTok hasn't had his thinking wound recently because you would think, hey, let's wind everything on TikTok. No, this kid doesn't know how to play other toys. So he's been shouting gobbledygook. <laughs> to be fair, that's Jack because in. she has no toys in Kansas. Like she's that's never had a toy before. Right. That makes sense. Man, they've thought of everything in this movie. <laughs> it all adds up. Everything adds up. 
Um, and it's scary. So the gump is uh, a couple of sofas tied together um, with a moose's head and some palm <laughs> leaves or something. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, the physics here is mind-boggling. But they dump the powder on it and it comes to life. And immediately says he doesn't want to be alive. It, yeah. he, tells, like, his, he tells this horror story about it. He's like, oh, the last thing I remember is I heard a loud noise. I was... Yeah, it remembers its death. It remembered being blown away and by some hunter. Can, can you imagine waking up and your body is a sofa and you have your, 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 and like you can fly with like palm fronds now? That's an upsetting, like that's a very jarring way to be reincarnated. But yes. you can also feel that you're rickety as fuck. He's like, I am going to fall apart, guys. <laughs> I'm falling guys. apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so just as uh, Mombi and the wheelers are coming up the stairs, they push the gump out the window and hurdle towards the ground. And that's where the movie should end. Like, it should have ended there. But they, they fly uh, E.T. style across the, um, the deadly desert towards the Gnome King's Mountain. While mm-hmm. Mamba, Mambi sends the wheelers out after them, which makes no sense because they're airborne. And yes, so are. the yep. wheelers just drive after them. And they're scared of the wheelers for reasons because they're, they are scary. They're That's super terrible. frightening. But yeah. what are they going to do down there? Just squeak, squeak at you? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the wheelers like barrel into the deadly desert. And that's how you see how deadly the desert is. They immediately turn into like... Uh, human sandcastles that immediately just break apart and it it zooms in on their head there's a lot of severed heads and like heads being destroyed and heads being reattached to things like that that scene disturbed the shit out of me it's because that thing is horrifying but it was still a living creature that became sand and it didn't just become sand oh no yeah they zoom in on its head as it just crumbles to pieces like its face sand face falls off and you're like I just Oh, that it's could a have been a ten-year-old. There's it's no gore there, death. right? Right, yeah. yeah. It's a PG death, baby. But it's mm-hmm. nasty. It is yeah, horrifying. It's, and yeah. after all the the shit we just saw, right? Like it's it just it's horrible. And then, so what does Dorothy do? She takes a nap as they're yep. flying across. And, and she can sleep fine. And, just, and what after is, everything she's yeah, been through, she can finally <laughs> sleep. <laughs> and what, it reminds me actually of Fast and the Furious, how Brian missed the bullets. Like, I feel like this is Dorothy. Mm. Like, she's just like, I haven't been able to sleep because I haven't been afraid enough, you know? Yeah, and that's now, right. Because in Kansas, she wasn't sleeping. She wasn't, she was talking about Oz yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Or it's like the equalizer, you know? That's what I was going to say, Amber. He was, he was a sleepy murder bear. He had to get his killings in so ah, he could get some sleep. Better. Even snoozles, better. Yeah. Yep. Murder mm-hmm. snoozles. Peril snoozles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to tucker her out. It's just hard to. T- it's hard to tire Dorothy out. You have to really, really jar her. Like either you sing the <laughs> sing her to, sh- to the fuck yeah. out of her, or or, yeah. <laughs> or scare the hell out of her. She has to have one, one or the other. What's the last thing uh, that anyone says to Dorothy before she falls asleep, Megan? Do you remember? Yeah, Megan. Do you remember? Yeah, do you remember? It, it, I, I believe it's, it was um, spoken I believe by it's, Jack. Uh, yeah. Was it? Was it good night, mom? Or yes, it was. Get it some was. sleep, mom. It was, or... it was. It was. It was good night, mom. And he put. Oh right, and he puts his like little cape over her. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just to, just to clarify for mm-hmm. the listeners, oh. definitely not his mom. Like she's a mom. child. He's, he's a way child. bigger than she is. He knows she's yeah. not his mom, but he's he's committed to this. He is. Yeah. And he is very, very, very clearly settling in for a long night of watching her sleep. <laughs> Because he doesn't need to sleep. As far as, yeah, it seems unlikely. That's so true. Oh, God. Yeah. 
giant jack-o'-lantern head just staring at her while she sleeps. Yeah, he even says later when they're talking to the um, Gnome King um, that he, he doesn't need to sleep or eat, so he wouldn't miss any of that. That's yeah, right. He specifically about... says that. Yeah. So he would literally watch the little girl sleep and call her mom the whole night. Like, Good night. And probably, probably just gently stroking her, her hair with yes. his stick oh. finger. Oh, Why? an inversion an inversion of when she was combing a pumpkin's hair earlier. <gasps> yes. No yes. doubt. No doubt. Um, I feel like the gump uh, really upset me. I, I just want to go. I want to go. I they the way that Dorothy explains the Gump's existence to the Gump is mm-hmm. is just that's mm-hmm. where she's matter her fa- matter of factness might actually it's where matter of factness versus politeness. Uh, I think she leans too much on matter of fact. Like yeah, she, it's downright cruel. She phrases it as he said he doesn't know what he is. He says, "What am I, anyways?" <laughs> she says, "Well, you're a thing with with a Gump's head." We made you to fly us, <laughs> that, like to, to bring us somewhere, yes. and that's like her whole story. And I'm like, you grew up on a farm. All those years, like husbanding animals on a farm, haven't taught you that beasts feel pain just like people do. Or maybe no, it's taught her I mean, that they have a purpose and they're there for that purpose. Yeah, no. And Dorothy and Charlotte's Web, it'll say, "Father got the axe," and she's like, "Oh, Dad, can I watch?" <laughs> like that's 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 where she's at. That's her space. Can can I help? Can I help Chopsy Headsy too? <laughs> oh no! Can can I ask a question? Um, so my personal horror is um, Jack calling Dorothy mom. Michael seems to be the um, Hall of Screaming Heads. TJ's is the um, like terrifying realism that the Gump has just been made for one sole purpose, which is to fly across a desert, and then has no other purpose in life. Amber, what do you have a specific moment in this movie that's like the worst? The wheelers and the, the desert yeah. were probably the worst thing for me. Like it's okay. I, I I will admit that um being a terrified, helpless little girl being pursued by a group of fully grown laughing men who intend her to yeah. physical harm that with little sense. wheels, it's probably a little bit too real of a fear. So <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's, there's not a fantasy element to my visceral reaction to that, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah that, that's that really did it for me. That yeah, really, I think that's that a good right answer. there really did it for me. It's a good answer. They're, they're, I know they're not even supposed to be the scariest thing there. Mombi and the Gnome King are way more dangerous, but that just, ugh, with the masks and the, and the, ugh. They get so Dorothy wakes up from what, what must have been the most pleasant dream she's had in in years. Um, since her last trip to Oz, and the Gump is falling apart, and uh, but just in time, they get close enough to the mountain that they fall into the mountain, and they're okay. Um, at some point, the chicken gets stuck in Jack's head because the whole time I was I was thinking is like everyone has a purpose here, right? Like TikTok is the defender, and he's the noble one, and the Gump is a, is an airship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what the a fuck conveyance. is Jack doing? Right? The Gump is Jack a has no purpose other than to be creepy and say you're my mom, except. Mm-hmm. He is actually unintentionally housing Belinda in his head. Belinda is the name of the chicken, if we didn't mention that yet. I think I've been calling her Henrietta. That's <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I apologize. Yes, Belinda. Henrietta makes better sense because Hen, Henrietta. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, so she's stuck in his head. So she's their incognito. Uh, she's their Trojan horse that they don't even know that they have. Right. And um, the Gnome King confronts them on the mountainside. He materializes and 
she's very polite again, saying, yes, sir, Mr. Gnome King, here, we are here, and we want you to return the things that you stole. And the Gnome King's like, oh, you think I stole something, you know? And you think that uh, people who steal things should give it back. And so he reveals that um, all the precious metals and, and rubies and emeralds belong to him. And it was the Scarecrow's fault that uh, the Emerald City existed. In fact, it was all stolen from the Gnome King. So he just took mm-hmm. it back. So it was like, they're like, you're a jerk. And he's like, maybe you're the jerk. You ever think maybe of that? Maybe you're the jerk. And maybe mm-hmm. it's your fault because now I have the ruby slippers. And it's like, this kid's been through a lot. And you're going to yep, put yep. all this on her? And yep, you're going to yep. say her friends are, are thieves? And you're going to... Dude, he even... So he collapses the mountain... To, and draws her inside after he's like, nah, I'm not going to give him back. And also, you stole my shit. She falls into the scarecrow, who's alive and well. And then he immediately disappears. Yes. And Dorothy's like, dude, Gnome King, what'd you do to my friend? And he's like, well, glad you asked. I'd been meaning to turn him into a knickknack for a while now, but I'd forgotten until you showed up. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's, the scarecrow was fine until you showed up, and now he's bad again. <laughs> Psychological like, torment. It's all More. your fault. And if you hadn't dropped the ruby slippers in your rush to be home and abandon Oz, the Emerald City would still be standing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoops a doodle, motherfucker. Yeah, that's what you get for no place like home, right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you guys about the whole concept of turning people into ornaments because there's something horrifying about that too. I agree. Right? That, that's, that's, second, that's, that's, that's second place for me after the Gump for sure. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It's really upsetting. So what it the Gnome King does upsetting. is at, with every single person, and this gets revealed through conversations, but with every single person from the Emerald City and Oz, he absorbs their soul basically and it gives him life. And so he starts off as like this anthropomorphized rock but then every time they played the guessing game, I think mm-hmm. the gump goes first, right? And so he has to go in yep, and yep. he's he's toying with them. He, they have to guess, you know, which of the ornaments is a real person and which is just fucking knickknack that he got from like uh, Walmart or something. Mm-hmm. And um, Osmart. Osmart. Nice. <laughs> Um, I'd like to be a greeter at Osmart. I think that'd be a good like end of life career. Uh, so the, he sends the, the gump in who's just a sofa with a head on it at this point. And, um, the, the gump doesn't guess correctly. And so there's like this lightning, there's this shocking flash from the insane asylum, right? Like whenever the electricity was going out, that's the flash that happens whenever somebody gets turned into an ornament, which is what? An, uh, a, what is it when they remove your brain? Um, lobotomy. Lobotomy, thank you. It, it, basically, they're being lobotomized, right? They're they're having their humanity taken oh, from wow. them, and now That's they're just deep. a vegetable. I did not, I did not. Yes, no, wow. that's what I'm trying to that say. Is this really is like deep. fucking crazy. That is really mm-hmm. deep. And every time that he does that, he becomes more powerful and he becomes more human because that's the sick fuck that the Gnome King is, is he gets off on turning people into yes. brainless people. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's what makes him powerful and more wow. actualized. And so as the, the gump is um, transformed, the, um, the, the Gnome King looks more realistic, right? And then mm-hmm. eventually becomes a live actor with makeup on. Right. Which is extremely disturbing, right? Like each it's time somebody's taken. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, your thoughts? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, this also, you know, because the Gnome King's also the doctor at the um, in the real world, you're also talking about like the doctor gets off on lobotomizing or electroshocking his patients. And that's, I mean, that was very true and it's very upsetting. Um, 
And then the other thing I was going to say is that they decide that Dorothy should go in last because if they are turned into ornaments, they won't miss things like sleeping or eating, which is just like a, like I'm going to be a stationary object for the rest of eternity. And I can do that because I won't miss things like sleeping or eating. It's, That's just it's, a terrible. It's, thinking about eternity oh. as a child is just not okay. And then thinking about eternity as an ornament. And then Dorothy will apparently suffer from knowing what it's like to eat and sleep. Mm-hmm. Like she will actually experience the terribleness of being exhausted and hungry all the time, I guess. It's... Yes. This is an extremely important theme in this movie because on the instructions on TikTok, right, when she's reading the back of them for the first time, it says... What does it say? Not alive or we'll definitely not alive? We'll do everything but live. We'll do everything but live. Exactly. That's deep. And everything about this movie. This is too much for me now. I got I told you it's a psychological fuck. Mm-hmm. So like, are these in the real world? Are these like totally broken people that have come to the insane asylum just because like, you know, fuck it. Like I'm at the end and I have nothing to lose. Yes, oh, there's like, nothing there for them. Yeah, their, yeah. their real life cognate has to be so desperate and lost and broken that they're like, ah. But Dorothy's the one shining hope, right? Because she still has her imagination. She still remembers Oz. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has given up their imagination. They've given, they've given up um, thinking about the possibilities of other of fantasy worlds and things like that. Although to be fair, Jack can pretend that Dorothy's his mother, so he at least has like a little bit, like a, a vestige bit. of. <laughs> but it's so desperate, right? It's so <laughs> desperate and desperate. sad. <laughs> his imagination is yeah. desperate, scary, and sad. Yep. It's like, can I call you mom even though I super know you're not? That's true. It's like, not even I imagination anymore. Actually, you're right. It's, it's not imagination. It's so good that it's Jack has a few it's lines it's in this so. because he has a whole other family that's with them that doesn't get a lot of screen time. Like, here's cousin Fred. <laughs> it's like, that's that's a piece of your shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you, drew a, you drew a face on oh, him with God. your finger, Jack. What are you doing, Jack? Oh, Jack. Jack it's, not, it's not Cousin Fred, man. Why did it have to be his own feces? Because <laughs> he's insane. They're all I was just thinking like he'd have a pumpkin family of his no. own. Like the pumpkin whose hair that she brushed. Like he'd carve his own friends. No, he eats pumpkins. That's he's really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, dear. Dorothy has to go in last because the other ones um can't guess right meanwhile mombi's beaten ass trying to get to warn the gnome king that dorothy escaped and so they cut away to her like ben hurrying through this hallway which by the way like is there an underground tunnel yeah they must be under the desert because there's no other way and she uses it using the wheelers as her horses as her horses which i thought was a nice touch but it's also still terrifying there's like some sadomasochism going on there too i think she's like because they like getting whipped by her i think yep and which is fine. I know yeah, it doesn't for me, like, but it's, it's like creepy because they had their helmets on. And yeah, their I think it's like and... it's like her version of a harem, right? That's how I was like interpreting. Like they're always waiting on, the, like they were like lying all on the steps in front of her yeah, place, they were sleeping outside, sort of, like, like waiting... a pack of wild hyena dogs that are at her beck and call. Yes. Yeah, she has a, a male harem that she whips and drives as her conveyance to the gnome king, who she is also very submissive to. Like, just he tells her, her mo- to... movie for children, movie for children, movie for children. There's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually she... that's very important. Thank you, teacher. Thank you, teacher. <laughs> just yeah. just reminding us all, we're adults, but this is for children. Rated PG. We watched and... it as children. 
while our parents were in another we, room we, thinking we that everything it, was fine. We started watching it as children. We finished watching it as I get, adults or broken children. I'm not like something like that. It wormholed us to this moment. Yeah, when Mombi even gets to the Gnome King, he tells her to bow or to kneel. And then he says, lower. Ugh. And then she like totally prostrates herself face her down. Her face is like on the stone. On the cold stone. And he says, lower. And then giggles. And then like giggles. <laughs> it's like, whoa. And like, and where like, are your hands? Like, Why is your robe moving? What's the of this relationship? Like, what's their stuff? There's like st- other stuff has happened between them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, TikTok has devised a clever idea because he's pretending that his action has um, wound down when it hasn't. And so this allows Dorothy to come in to wind him back up. The Gnome King allows this. And uh, TikTok says, I have one more guess. And, you know, you can watch me guess and maybe that'll give you a clue, which it absolutely doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't even a little bit. It super doesn't work because there's a big flash and TikTok's gone and there's no clue. Other than like it's not the silver cup that he touched. Yep, which seems which seems a little like it, because then she ends up just like closing her eyes and spinning and finding something, which is wild. And I, I don't want to get too far ahead. Maybe we should yeah, explain yeah. the rules of the game. The gnome king sure. challenges them to touch uh, the touch the ornaments. So go in and touch the lobotomized people, um, and say Oz. And if it's a real lobotomized person or right, we'll we'll put their cerebral cortex back in. We'll, we'll put, yeah, we'll fix them and they'll come back. But the, the joke's on you because there's like thousands of objects in these rooms and they're all knickknacks and ornaments and you'll never find a human soul in here. Good luck, right? You're in the basement of broken people now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, in, you're, in, you're essentially in Bed Bath & Beyond and we threw like a couple other things in. Like yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that. It's mm-hmm. like that. And um, so, yeah, her solution after TikTok disappears is to just spin around in a circle and touch something and say Oz. And it yeah. happens to be green. So interpret that. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Fate guiding her hand. Like, we've had a, a shit ton of coincidence going on. It's Fate's time to come in and dowsing rod her to the her person. I think we're ignoring karma here. I think she's been... A, she's she's, she has been unfailingly polite. She's I, she's been a real stand-up person throughout a pretty traumatic experience, and I think it's time for her to get a little benefit, a little boost. So I think it's actually right. her past actions that have caused this. And not only that, but she like she dowsing rods to the table, but she actually picks up a bird figurine and has knocked over this like green like emerald essentially, and then she thinks about it for a moment. And then she decides to pick up the green one because, like, it's also some, there's some fate and some karma, but then there's also, like, thinking about it and intelligence where she's like, let's do the green thing. That's fair. That's fair. In fact, it's the opposite. You mentioned the Indiana Jones thing. Like, it would be, like, the the plainest thing. In this case, it was, like, almost (laughs) like a double head fake, right? It's sort of like, actually, it's literally an emerald, which is the thing that we've been arguing about this whole time. That's, that's That's the one. Pretty on the nose there. Uh, Dr. Mountain King, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's the emerald green emerald is the scarecrow. And so he appears and he <gasps> looks like if McDonald's Ooh. fucked a nightmare because his face, <laughs> his face is just in a permanent smile. And he's got these big, wide, doughy, dopey eyes that are like slightly crossed. And he's just like, you know, like is smiling during the whole final act yep. of this movie. Because he doesn't have any facial expression. Like, all the other characters have... Well, maybe not Jack, but... No, actually, Jack no, does, Jack, too. Like, 
And, they, and they here's have ways of puppeting him to make yeah, him look and here's here's what happened. They wanted him to be a fully articulated face like Jack is, but they ran out of money to do it. So they ended up having like they didn't say, but like a dozen different heads for him for different moments. A smiley head, a scared head, whatever. And so they would just replace the heads. Wait, wait is it, it this is actually true? This is actually true. That was actually that was my guess. My, I was going to make that up as nice. the joke as to why the, as a joke as to why that happened. They're like, they shit, like, we're out of money. What would Princess Mumbai do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mumbai do. Yeah. How would I she mean, solve this problem? <laughs> I mean, IMDb true. So you know whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. No, salt I mean, you want to take it up. But that yeah, that tracks. That tracks yeah. because he has like a just like a um, plastered on facial expression. That it's lasts for multiple seconds. Horrifying. It's scary yes, as fuck. It it's, is. it's one of those things that, like, because you know that they were so good at special effects, you're like, they did this on purpose. Like, why would they do this? Like, <laughs> yes. they, they yeah. could have made it a face that, like, moves, but instead they've chosen yep. frozen face. Um, I do. I, the, the one thing I want to sit with is the, the I think that there was a, an interesting thing in the mountain and what he was up to. Um, like the the gnome king, and I I think it like emblematizes what I don't remember what philosopher said this, but the world can only be, truly be paradise for one person at a time, and I feel like that was that it was it was you who said that I said that actually I wrote oh, that oh weird um, weird did you, did you write that down like do you have proof that yeah you're the I think one who said I think it was I think it was like Kierkegaard. so many of my great ideas is somebody came up with them hundreds years hundreds of years before I did so um, oh because futury yeah because futury yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, the gnome king. So, so Dorothy figures out the game, right? It's it's all these green objects. I'm trying to move on. I'm powering through. We've been at this for an hour and a half, by the way. We've quoted your book at you several times. We, we've this. yes, I know. Wait, you, you, you figured it out? When did you figure it out? We quoted your book ten times. <laughs> it's been a whole plan, Michael. They've been very much. It's been uh, a lot of effort. This. Do you know how much effort is expended in trying to work the quotes from your book into a conversation about a totally unrelated? Mo- I mean, somewhat related, but yep. It's frankly, it's it's been like watching drying paint watch grass grow. That's what it's been like. Thank you. Okay, thanks a lot. Yeah, that was my first clue. Was the fake coins or karma, karma stuff? But okay, cool. Great. It was where it was our way of saying that we've we've read your book and we liked it. Um, We're not even recording through... right now, are we? This is all. No, this is nope, all. This is all yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, I got real friends now. Thanks for reading my book. Finally, it was great. Um, we'll talk about it at a different time. Obviously, right now. You know. How about now? Because we're not really recording anything. So. Yeah. No. Let's do it. Let's do it. This po- whole podcast. Oh, BMR. Just from the get go, has been a secret troll to uh, get out uh kind of worried about your book mm-hmm. yeah Perfect. does it count because as gaslighting just a little bit a little bit uh, yeah this yeah. is like gaslighting with a volcano uh <laughs> <laughs> sort of like a, a can of petroleum thrown in a volcano lighting yeah yeah you, you, you tiktok me you you uh, you, uh <laughs> you thought you made me think that your thinking wasn't wound but you uh had it all wound up all along mm-hmm um, but yeah, your book's awesome, by the way. But yeah, well, I, I've been holding off on telling you about it for at least a month because we, Amber and I, decided we were going to do this a long time ago. <laughs> That's even more incredible. I can't believe that. You're editing all of this out, right? This is, it was this TJ's is idea, and I was thrilled. <laughs> yeah.
TJ, you brilliant, sexy man. <laughs> that part's staying in the in the yeah <laughs> yeah without any just, context. Yep, <laughs> just actually that's the opening of the. Of the mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say either the opening or after who, the music. Who do we have here? Yeah. Well, we've got TJ, you brilliant, sexy man, and. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm honestly very touched. Thank you guys for for reading it and quoting it back at me. That's every writer's dream. <laughs> to be blindsided by their own quotes, uh, apropos of nothing at all. This is how I would want to have wanted it, you know? Like, it's so bizarre and macabre. And, I, <laughs> it's, it's, and it's, like, directly related to Return to Oz because, you know... It will forever just, indelibly like... be linked to Return to Oz. Oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm healing. Sorry, you know, this movie is, in some way, about therapy. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe therapy doesn't work at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, it works to a certain extent because she learns to shut the fuck up about she it. She learns, and, you know, and that's how people who read my book will probably feel about it, too. Just <laughs> move on. No, no. <laughs> not true not true um i actually there's a quote there is a quote that i do want to share because i thought it was it was my favorite um like sort of societal observation quote by dorothy which was um let's see yeah, when when really when uh dorothy says they're talking about tiktok and he he gives like absurd instructions to um, Jack Pumpkinhead, which Jack Pumpkinhead follows because he seems like he's in charge. He's like, tie your legs together and now try walking. And he like, it's just like, doesn't make any sense. And it's because his brain is run down, which is mm-hmm. one, he has three, three windups and this yep. one wound down. And so uh, Jack's like, he's saying nonsense. And Dorothy's like, oh, his brain is run down. And Jack says, if his brain's run down, how can he talk? And Dorothy says, it happens to people all the time, Jack. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I, I like, yeah. That's really poignant Genius. observation. Like that Absolutely. is like Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Holy yeah, yes. 10. You wow. Donald Trump doesn't even exist yet, and you're already <laughs> predicting him. Like th- you're like 20 years ahead of your time. This is amazing. Exactly. Exactly. I don't and, know if your listeners are being... political, by the way. I don't. Is this acceptable to talk about? Because like you may have some Republicans in the. I am their listener, so yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know you're talking to our listeners. <laughs> and Laurel. And Laurel. And Laurel. Hey, Laurel. What's up? But that ends up being her solution at the end, right? She sees, um, she gets back to Kansas and she sees uh, Ozma in the mirror and she says, Auntie Anne, come look. And then Ozma puts her finger like the fucking, like like fucking Ben Stiller in in, um, Happy Gilmore, like, you know, you know, exactly. um, Keep your goddamn mouth shut. And, I'm not and... going to save you from electroshock therapy a second time. Come on. And she uses her brain and closes her mouth. That it is, yeah. Separating, she inverts it. Yeah, that like separating thinking from speaking. Right. Just because you have, just because you can speak, doesn't mean you should. Right. That's the that's the broad lesson. Yeah. Yikes. Kids. Also, that, movie. Kids also that eggs are poison this. to gnomes. Eggs are poison to gnomes and. Yeah, we did skip over that. So the Gnome King hates that they've figured out his game. Dorothy um, figures out all the green things are uh, people from Oz, which, by the way, Gnome King, come on. You can do that. What the fuck? Yeah. Make them different colors. Not clever. Not clever at all. Um, But maybe he's just, that's his hubris. I mean, they explained everything else. It's probably just his hubris. Yeah. And so he just decides to materialize like a demon mountain uh, and eat them. It's his final solution. So that's how you know he's really a bad guy. Is yep. Yeah. He breaks the rules of his own game. And, and he... he does eat um the Gump's uh couch body, which is horrifying. Like it's only horrifying because they 
free the head from the couch and mm-hmm. then it shows the gump's face while the couch is getting eaten and uh-huh. he's horrified. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's it's watching true. himself be eaten. He's this watching himself so... be eaten. Head removal is such a theme in this. Like it's like such it's like theme. it happens it really all is. the time. Like the pumpkin head's head head come off. It comes off. Mm-hmm. It came off. There's yeah, so it, many it head removals. A couple times, point. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> It's okay, Jack. It can't be helped. <laughs> yeah, because it, it falls out while they're falling on the mountain. Yes. She has to grab his head as it's free falling. Uh, oh my god! That's... Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But yes, he's well, eating I was just saying, So next, he picks up Jack to eat Jack, and that's where Belinda's been hanging out the whole time. And it was hinted earlier that she couldn't lay an egg, like she was a chicken that just couldn't lay an egg for some reason. Well, now she's scared as shit. Of course she's going to lay an egg. I'm surprised she didn't lay like five. Mm-hmm. Um, and it And it toilet bowls around this hole in Jack's head before falling into the Gnome King's mouth. And then his death throes take like, I don't know, an hour. But <laughs> mm-hmm. he like, he crumbles and he turns into like a mountain skeleton, which is really fucking psychedelic and cool to look oh, yeah. at. Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. It's really they, cool. Like, somebody yeah. was on psychedelics when they designed that. Absolutely. No question. Like, it is some, like, Pantera t-shirt material, and 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 the mountain goes away, and all the, like, his minions, his mountain spies, like, start whispering, poison! Poison! As they, like, melt away. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's very spy. cool. Yeah, but the, the, the answer was luck and eggs. Yep, luck and eggs. Yep, luck yeah. and eggs. Um, using your head, I guess, because sure. Belinda Literally. was in Jack's head. Yep. The poison was in his head, and the poison, poison that came head. out killed yeah. the doctor. I don't know. There's Whoa. some weird... you're, you're... I'm on some next I, I, level shit, man. Yeah. That's, that's really deep. my goddamn mind, dude. Eggs traditionally symbolize, like, life and, like, and, Yeah, like birth, right? Like, yeah, and, but and birth, birth and death. Like birth and of ideas. Case, yeah. And, like... Like, shake... his ideas were an egg in his head that came out. And you can't have that if you're a mind control doctor. And so that's the poison for the mind control doctor. Whoa. I used to think it made no sense, but now I'm kind of onto something, I think. Yeah. What? Also... We go back to the real world and we find out that the hospital was struck by lightning and the doctor died trying to save his machines. Mm-hmm. And, and the clinic burned to the fucking ground. The clinic burned to the fucking ground. And nurse... No mention of the other patients. Or the damaged ones in the basement that yeah. no one else knew about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the nurse is being carted away in a prison wagon. We yeah, the don't Daedric nurse is why. being carted away. Yeah, so they must have been found for like evidence of crimes. They found all the bodies. Or maybe just in like I don't. Maybe in like 1899, a nurse without a doctor, he was like illegal to be a nurse without a doctor. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I think that might be true. <laughs> She's now a witch. Without the doctor, she becomes a witch. Maybe it was the fashion police. Hmm? Oh, oh, uh, burn! No, because they would put her on pedestal. She'd be. She, they're just carting her to RuPaul's Drag Show like 10 years from now because she looked amazing. And that's the movie. That we watched as children. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Um, what would you rate this movie on the rock scale? Regrettable, outstanding, crazeballs, or K? To honor the Gnome King, I would rate it this a full rock. It's all of the things because it was regrettable that we had to watch it as children. <laughs> as an adult, I'm legitimately saying, like, I think it's an outstanding horror movie. Like, it is legit scary. It's well-written enough. Um and it did well enough with the time. So I think it's outstanding in a lot of ways. It's absolutely crazy balls. If you've been listening for the last hour and a half, that needs no explanation. And then it's also just kind of like, okay, like 
it happened. <laughs> Never talk about it again. <laughs> like in the very K kind it's, of it's way. It's sort of like, it's more like K, like, it's like at the end of the movie, everyone's like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. That uh, happens. I'm, I'm okay. We're okay. Mm-hmm. Everything's okay. Dorothy, we couldn't find you. Your mental asylum burnt down. And well, anyway, oh my God, come home. yes. It's like this magical ending. Everybody's safe. The kingdom's been restored through the power of the ruby slippers. Ozma, we didn't even know about you. Hooray, here's your kingdom back. Oh, Dorothy's going home. It's so fast. And then she wakes up in the mud saying, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> like she's dying of exposure. Yeah. And then, yeah. Hey, we're so glad you're alive. The clinic burnt down. What mm-hmm. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And if they give, they just like gave up on her mental health because of that too. They were just like, I would, "This seems like too much work." I mean, that She's the next fine. closest clinic is like 10, 10 times as far away. Like we can't take yeah. can't take our horse and buggy there. And all take of a sudden, weeks. Uncle Henry is like, "You know what? I'm gonna finish the house. This is too, <laughs> this is too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm off the sauce. It's everything's gonna be fine. Yeah." Auntie Am is all sunny and cheery all of a sudden, like. Yeah, everything's just K at the end. We're back in yeah. Kansas. Like, Great. she gets to grow up in Kansas now. K for Kansas. She K chose. for Kansas. She chose to grow up in Kansas instead of staying in Oz. So that is that is that the most inexplicable part of this movie, is, is, a, is a moment when she says, like, I have to go back. And you're like, what? Why? No, literally, no. Like, that's Why nothing about that? this makes sense. Things, things are finally good for you. Things are finally moving <laughs> in the right direction. <laughs> you slept for the first time in six months, apparently. You've got all these friends now, you know, they're all back. They're creepy as hell, but they're back. <laughs> TikTok um, gets the C-3PO treatment, right? Like he's like shining gold at the so end. Shiny. Yeah. yeah. It did. Actually, that that told you how long um, he like how long Dorothy had been gone. It was it was like hundreds of years. Like, how did he get that? Like, he, he went from super shiny to like really dull looking. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And that Tarnished doesn't happen and overnight. Covered in cobwebs. Very true. Um, time yeah. wars. Anyways, I will give it a rock as well. I'm gonna go with rock. Although, actually, I think I'm gonna say ROC, and I'm gonna hold the K. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I, 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 fall, I I agree entirely with Michael's ROC, and I, I I don't know. I think um a Kalis rock. Amber. Uh, yeah, it's it's what it's, it's like a, it's a rock, I guess. <laughs> I love this. I love this scale. <laughs> we found the K. <laughs> I think she's actually giving a K the to the scale. scale. Yeah, believe, yeah, she's believe. giving the K to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> <a> fair. <laughs> But yeah, I, I agree with Michael. It is it was horribly regrettable. It is outstanding. It's fucking craze balls. And you do kind of come out of like, oh, okay, that's that happened. Yeah. This is not okay. I, I have to say, as someone who had never seen it when I was little and watched it for the first time tonight, it's outstanding. Like it's a very, very well-made movie. Like the effects are great, the story is great, the like acting's great the it's yeah it's an outstanding movie it's also fucking craze balls um and i guess i don't have that like residual childhood regret and like this is a this is a scary movie i can handle as an adult if i tried to put myself back into the mindset of like kids should be watching this that gets um that just gets weird in my head excellent i'm so glad we did this to you michael will you please do a sneha story for us Absolutely. I, I, I'll even do you one better. I'll roll my recommendation into it, too. So my recommendation is watch Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. Um, it's on Netflix. A lot of people have probably already watched it again. But um, Nickelodeon show came out in 2006. In my opinion, greatest uh, cartoon show uh, ever made. So when I first watched it in 2006, I literally dreamt of the day I would watch it with my own kid. 
and hoped against hope that my own kid would love it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. And so we've been rewatching it with Sneha, and she is absolutely obsessed with it, and it's my fucking dream. So good. So it's so good. She likes to do the air bending moves and the water bending moves the most, and she does a pretty good job, like being you know wishy washy like an airbender or like moving like water, like the water benders do. Um, at first she wanted to really be a firebender because I don't know, she, that's her personality really. Like her mom is more of an airbender. I'm more of a, oh, sorry. Her mom's more of an earthbender. I'm an airbender and Sneha is a firebender for sure, for sure. Um, um, but we're, we're doing a lot of play and wrestling and pretending like we're doing the show and using the show to like explain life lessons for her. But in the course of wrestling the other day, she got, got on my back, like, like a horsey. And she grabbed the, the collar of my shirt and pulled back into my throat, choking me a little bit. Uh-huh. And she said, yip, yip, Papa. Oh, <laughs> yay. <laughs> and she even kicked her heels into my, to my ribs a little bit. <laughs> to like, amazing. That's fucking and I just, awesome. I rolled over laughing. I thought that was the funniest thing. That's fantastic. Um, and she said it like with the same intonation as like Aang saying, yip, yip, Papa. So. It's going That's perfectly. My, wonderful. my daughter's an angel. I love her. Your, your dreams are coming true, Michael. Absolutely. And people read my book, so dreams are just coming true. Left just and right. all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> TJ, do you have a recommendation? Um, I do, although, although Michael just, just stole it from me. Um, oh, it, it sorry, is, dude. It is to read Michael's book. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Which is Very good. extremely entertaining. It reminds me of um, a sort of fantasy Douglas Adams that's my like if I had like it, it, and I mean that in a totally complimentary sense in the sense that I love Douglas Adams. Um, that that's it's, a huge compliment because in my notes preparing for my book, I was writing down sources of inspiration, and that's the first one that's on that list. Nailed so, it. Nailed it. Got it. Um, so if you have access to this, it's a rare manuscript right now, I believe. Um, so unpublished, so it's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I, I happen to be connected to people who are connected to people, and so. Uh, have been able to read it. Um, but uh, if you have a chance, uh, I strongly recommend doing so. It is quite entertaining. All right. You can reach me at, um, what's the uh, email for this podcast? As, as, <laughs> well, what you're talking about, Willis. You, you can do that. You can, you can yeah. That's, they, they're kind of on a one-track mind over what you're talking about, Willis. They don't want to talk about <laughs> They, they just filter much. out any email that doesn't until, have Bruce Willis's name in it. <laughs> until Bruce Willis wears like plate mail in a movie, they're not, they don't give a shit. Uh, oh, yeah. The email for this podcast is... Bad Movies Rock Podcast at Gmail. And our Twitter is Bad Movies Rock. So if you want a copy of this rare, hard to get manuscript, you can try and hit us up. I mean, we'll see if you can get on the list. Yep. Um, and I would like to close like I always close this Not lovely podcast. Com- How many times do I have to tell you? Not when we have company. And I would like to say the hand that rocks the cradle. Yes. 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 I I think I I think I get it because like the cradle is like the mind no. and and it's no. also Dorothy couldn't fall asleep. The, the so baby they... is like a thought. No. And it's like an egg that comes out and poisons a, a rock man. No. This is this is just gonna this. You're encouraging her. You're you're validating what she does, and it's not. You're enabling her. You are enabling an abusive personality. She's the doctor right now. She's the doctor right now. Your mom be the nurse. Are you proud of yourselves? Wow, that's. Do hard. I get to wear the dress? Mm, good question. Good, good follow up. It was a very nice spiky dress. Um, All right, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Bye. Thank Bye. you, Michael. Thank you, TJ.
TJ, you brilliant, sexy man. <laughs>